Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Combo Factor podcast. We're your hosts. Hello, I'm Christine Strobush. And I'm Sonal Trevetti. We're also joined by our Combo Creative Director, Jacob Gidry, who's also the producer of our podcast. We're so excited to be launching our inaugural podcast today. We want you to get to know who we are and understand why the Como Factor. Jacob, take it away. All right. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Sonal. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy you, the listener, are here. Uh, we really want to you know, make this podcast something that's enjoyable for everybody, uh, but please know that it's very enjoyable for us, and we're really excited to deliver all kinds of interesting conversations and ideas your way. Uh, again, my name is Jacob Gidry. I'm the Como Creative Director, and I am the producer of this podcast, The Como Factor. Um, I think we'll just get started. How about that, huh? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right. So, obviously, I know you guys very well. Um, I've known you for quite a while. I'm very close with both of you. Uh, but maybe our listeners don't know you so well. Maybe some of them are strangers. Maybe some of them are friends who do know you well. But I'm sure they're still interested in hearing your story. So, uh, Sonal, we'll start with you. Uh, who is Sonal Trevetti? Wow, by the time this is over, you guys are going to learn a lot more than you probably ever wanted to about me. Um, I'm a mother, a proud mother of two kids, uh, Miles and Brianna, and I'm a daughter um, of first-generation immigrants, a life partner to an amazing man, uh, and a servant leader, businesswoman, entrepreneur, and transformation practitioner of 20-plus years. But most of all, I would say I'm a people person. I love meeting new people and learning about their lives and their backgrounds. I can almost always find common ground with strangers, and I like make, making people feel comfortable in my presence. And I can attest to everything she said is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a visionary, a strategic thinker, but very much balance that with solving problems and delivering results. For me, it's important to have purpose, goals, planning, and flawless execution. And then I should add that I'm a very passionate person because I just love life. Um, a friend of mine recently said, I have FOMO. Okay, Sono, what is FOMO? FOMO, COMO, what's FOMO? <laughs> well, FOMO is fear of missing out. And ironically, I just learned this statement myself, <laughs> but I have to say it describes me perfectly. You know what, Sono, I'm gonna interrupt you because you suffer from FOMO, I suffer from JOMO joy of missing out. <laughs> I love canceling plans and just, you know, staying at home reading a good book every once in a while. That's hilarious. FOMO, JOMO, well for FOMO, you know, I know many of our listeners um, feel the same way and go through a similar kind of, you know, uh, state of mind. But my mindset is that I, I continuously want to learn new things and truly want to help others to transform into the best versions of themselves. And that's what brings me joy. That's awesome. Uh, Christine, who are you? Who is Christine Strobush? Man, how do I follow that kind of an introduction from Sonal? So let me start at something very, very deep. So first and foremost, I will say that my own Christian faith really is the foundation of my life. And through my words and through my actions, I strive to shine this light into the world every single day. Um, I've been married to the love of my life. His name is Brian. 
for nearly nine years. And I'm a mother to a beautiful 14 year old daughter who, by the way, is starting high school in the middle of a global pandemic. That's a lot of fun. Uh, her name is Sarah, as well as a handsome eight year old son going into second grade. His name is Grayson. And I had the pleasure of being a bonus mom to three amazing and gorgeous young women. So first there's Olivia, who's graduated from Texas Tech, has an awesome career. Alexia, who's, who's graduated from OU and also has an amazing career. And Isabella, who is at A&M, is going to graduate um, her undergraduate in the spring of next year. And uh, she's going to do incredible things. Um, for me personally, I've studied, I've worked, and I've lived in three different countries throughout my adult life. And I learned early on that I actually love change. And I know a lot of people don't, but I do. And I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone to learn and grow. Um, professionally, I've had an amazing career as an executive in the corporate world for the past 20 some years. Um, I've had a specialty focus really on business transformation, and we'll talk about what that means, but that's really transformation, radical change in terms of people, process, and technology. And now where I'm at today is I am so excited to be an entrepreneur. I get to be my own boss, and I'm here to help and serve both people and companies to grow through transformation. I love it. Yeah, no. You are hitting the nail on the head with all this change in the world. And, you know, I could imagine that not being afraid of change is really helpful in a time like this. Mm -hmm. I know that there's been a lot of things that I've had to, uh, you know, take a look at uh, in my own life. And am I afraid of change? And so I'm excited to be here with you too and learn more about transformation and what that even means and yeah. see how um, our transformations can also help uh, you know other people with their transformations so uh, yeah I, I want to circle to what is this Como group what is the Como factor some people might not know what this is so let's start there what even is the Como group okay great question Jacob so Sonal and I are leaders who like to dream big and for those of you that like Bob Goff, um, I actually think Bob Goff would be proud of us because um, he's all about dreaming big. Um, we created the Como Group as the parent company for all of our entrepreneurial ventures and we plan for there to be many. So when I think about um, you know, creation of the Como Group, so Sonal and I have worked together at two different Fortune 500 companies um, over the past decade plus. And the trust and respect between us was pretty much instantaneous from the very first time we met at this little place called Love and War in Texas. It's in Plano, Texas, for those of you that may know what I'm talking about. Back in January 2009, it was our first business meeting at a restaurant. Um, if we fast forward to June of 2019, so we're talking a good 10 years, we had just finished, Sonal and I had just finished this incredible week-long leadership event, and we were sitting outside enjoying a bottle of wine and dinner at a restaurant, and we were reflecting on our amazing accomplishments, but also the overwhelming stress and pressure that we were experiencing in our executive transformation roles at the company. 
And as we sat there looking out at Lake Como in Italy, we made a promise to each other that one day we would start our own business. And we called that promise at that time, the Como Promise. And then as fate would have it, nearly one year later, our world changed. Now for me, as I mentioned, my faith is a really important part of my life. And as I often do, I had actually been praying for guidance in my life. I asked God, please close doors that should be closed and open the doors that should be opened in my life. I want to make sure I'm on the right path. And then amazingly enough, on May 7th of 2020, which by the way, was the National Day of Prayer, Sonal and I, along with countless others, were impacted by a reduction in force. And you know what? 24 hours later, actually probably less than 24 hours later, we, talk, we talked to each other on the phone and we decided to enact that Como promise. And we launched our business 23 days after that. And I truly believe that my prayers were answered and that I am living my purpose with the Como group. It really does feel surreal, doesn't it, Christine? It does. It does. And it's super inspiring just from the standpoint of the connection you two mm -hmm. have. It's very clear. It's very authentic. And this promise idea, I, I, I just love that. Yeah, for real. We even uh, we even came up with this little term for each other. Mm. You want to tell them about it, Sonal? Yeah, we call each other promise partners. Promise you partners. Know? Um, and really where that stemmed from was uh, just inspiring one another to be the best that we could and really hold each other accountable for what we said we were going to yeah. set out to do. It was like another level of an accountability partner going beyond that was the was the whole promise partner. And to this day, when we put meetings on each other's calendar, it's a promise partner check-in. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's true. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love uh, just that keyword you just said about accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, that really is at the core of a, what I think you two are trying to accomplish here. It is. Uh, and that's great. Um, so the Como Factor, though, is separate from the Como Group, correct? What is the Como Factor? So what it's a part. I mean, think of the Como Group as the, as the parent company over all of this. The Como Factor. So let me take a couple minutes and, and let's talk about that. Yeah. So if we back up, you know, Sonal and I are transformation practitioners, and that's a lot of big words, and you say, well, what does that actually mean? <laughs> so we have actually been living transformation in action, both in our personal lives and our professional lives for more than 20 years. So when I think of transformation, it's, uh, it's, it's massive change. It's not just this minor continuous improvement. It's saying, I want to reach this really big goal and I'm going to transform myself or I'm going to transform my business to be able to reach that goal. True transformation requires more than just optimizing your business processes and improving your financial results. It requires four factors that connect deep within our heart and our soul. And those four factors are, as you can imagine with Como, we're going to start with C. C stands for clarity. You got to start with clarity. You must have a clear vision and strategy, whether you're talking about your personal life or your business. 
and it needs to be supported by a clear plan of action. The next is O for ownership. Each of us is responsible for our journey and our decisions. And while we cannot control everything that happens to us, we can and we must take ownership for how we respond to the things that happen to us. Next is M. M stands for a meaningful mindset. And I have lived this for so many years. You are what you think. Ask my daughter, I tell her all the time about mindset. We must be very mindful about how and what we think about. And when a situation arises, I truly strive to always see the glass as half full. Lastly, O, the last O is for one of a kind. And we must understand and recognize our unique gifts, our unique talents, our core competencies. And again, everything I'm describing here is applied to the individual and the business organization. And we need to be able to harness those strengths if we want to grow. So overall, when you think about the Como factor, think about the X factor, but think about it on massive steroids. That is the Como factor. Wow, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I love those values, the clarity, you know, uh, ownership, meaningful mindsets, all of these things, one of a kind, you know. Let me ask you guys real quick, and I'll start with Sonal. Which one of those letters, which one of those values um, is maybe the one that you struggle with the most? The one that I struggle with the most, um, I think it's been a journey for me. Mm -hmm. um, the one of a kind, I would say, you know, um, myself, I don't always fit the typical, you know, corporate mold, so to speak. And over the years, I've really had to find my way. And you guys are going to hear a little bit more as I talk about my personal transformation and how that whole journey evolved. But um, I would probably say it's one of a kind. And, um, and I think so often, like initially when we launched Como Group, uh, many folks came up to us and they said, well, you know, in your, in your values and your guiding principles, like, don't you want to have like quality, integrity? Well, that's a must, you know, that's a given. Those are just table stakes. Those are table stakes. And so, you know, what we're really trying to do here is as people, as individuals are going through this transformation, you know, it's okay to be yourself because I think diversity is a strength in this case. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. And, you know, Christine, which one would you say is uh, maybe the one you struggle with the most? I don't know if I would say struggle, but I will tell you that I'm a person that has to bring order to chaos. So when things are chaotic, I go through this process where I'm trying to get my arms around everything and I'm trying to find that clarity. And until I find the clarity, I am not able to bring the order. And so, you know, going through this process of starting not just one business, but actually two businesses, and that's a different uh, story for, you know, for another day, there's a lot of chaos and it needs to become managed chaos. And I try to bring, and each of us, both Sonal and I bring unique perspectives to the table, but ultimately, as we've said, and that's why C is first, you have to get that clarity. So when I don't have that clarity, I kind of have this personal conflict within myself. So would you say that you should start with clarity? Yes. Okay. Well, here's an opportunity for me to learn. Um, 
Out of those four, I would say definitely clarity is the one I struggle with the most. Uh, and that's that's for a few different reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, as a creative, as a you know an artist, as someone who has a lot of different interests, uh, clarity is the one I struggle with the most because sometimes I feel like Stretch Armstrong, you know that toy, <laughs> right? Where both of my interests or all of my different skills and interests kind of pull me in different directions, and sometimes I don't know which one to follow. So I'm excited to learn more about clarity. So thank you. Um, Let's, uh, let's turn over to this podcast itself, The Como Factor, mm -hmm. Sonal. What can we expect from this podcast? That is a great question. So Christine and I have been um, in this business that we call transformation, as we said, for 20 plus years mm -hmm. each. And what we really want to do is share our real life stories, the trials, the tribulations, the highs, the lows what's worked for us, what didn't, the teaching moments, and we truly want to inspire others as they're getting ready or are currently going through a transformation of their own, whether that's personal, professional, or quite frankly, both. And I'd say the other thing is, in our life journey, um, we have been blessed to meet some incredibly brilliant and fascinating people along the way um, that also have powerful and transformative stories of their own to share. These are, I would say, authentic transformation leaders who know how to orchestrate harmony in both their personal and professional lives. So we want, um, we want you, our listeners, to meet these leaders so that you can hear from them and get to know them firsthand, just as we've been lucky enough to, to do the same. And we also want to share um, real life stories um, with our listener, not just the stuff that you read about in theory, you know, the case studies in university, but on practical examples of achieving true transformation and sustainable results. So with that, you know, um, we've learned a lot along the way and, um, you know, we want to make sure that others don't have to learn the hard way. <laughs> we want to offer some tips and tricks that are going to help you and your business achieve what we call the, the common factor. factor. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So uh, for the people out there, who should even listen to this podcast? You know, true transformation, um, it takes time and, and it's not linear. Sometimes you take three steps forward and then two steps back. Mm. Other times, you know, you make huge strides and leaps in just a, a day or a month, whatever the time frame might be. But essentially, you know, this podcast is for individuals and leaders that either want to create or are in the process of creating a holistic and true transformation in both their personal and professional lives. Because we truly believe you can't, you know, just do things ad hoc. It's almost like two sides of a coin, mm -hmm. right? And if you fall in this category, then this is the podcast for you. Yeah, awesome. I feel like you know, as the producer of this podcast, I will be a bit of a consumer as well. <laughs> so, Christine, really quickly, I wanted to ask you, um, did you have anything to add to that? Is there anybody that you can think of that should listen to this podcast? Or maybe specifically um, for the viewers out there, who could they share this podcast with? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think any individual who wants to become the best version of themselves could benefit from this podcast. And, and I've always said, you know, when you think about corporate America, 
You don't have to be a manager to be a leader. And we are really striving to reach those leaders. So don't restrict yourselves if you're not yet in a management position. That doesn't matter because not all managers are leaders. And in order to be a leader, you do not have to be a manager. Hmm. So tell me, why did you two want to create a podcast? Out of all the things you could create, you know, why a podcast? And why this one? Well, think about it. Um, given that there's so much uncertainty in the world today, right, and we know that change is constant, we really wanted to use our voice and to use our platform um, to bring individuals together and unite on how to help one another to overcome challenges while being mindful and compassionate. And, you know, there's just so much fear in the world today. And we want to create a stage for inspiring stories and introduce our listeners, our followers, to people who are advancing conversations that, at the end of the day, help connect hearts and minds to enable others to find their true transformation. I couldn't have said it better myself. It's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I remember actually receiving, I think, probably the first text about this this whole thing back in the beginning of the year, you know, before all this, uh, how do we say this, you know, wild change, you know. Um, and I remember receiving this text with uh, pictures of all these huge, huge post-it notes that were all over the windows and everything. I remember you <laughs> called it your vision board, right? So you created this vision board. Um, could you please Maybe shine a light on why you created a vision board, why you think vision boards are, you know, helpful and productive. And then I have to ask, why the large post-it notes? <laughs> oh my gosh, these are great questions, Jacob. Um, so what you saw in terms of the whiteboarding that we're, we were doing uh, was an evolution of what started actually, um, you know, probably in December of last year. Yeah. So they say that ideas um, without action are just dreams, right? And Christine and I have had so many conversations over the years uh, about what we'd like to do. If we had no limitations or constraints from our day jobs. Um, this past year, we decided that it was enough talk. And if we were truly going to manifest this vision of ours, that it was important for us to start taking some, some steps to not only define what that vision was, but to start, you know, to put the wheels in motion to help manifest this vision that we had. And that being said, we knew that we had to start somewhere. And we thought, well, let's start with a vision board of what we want to, you know, have the ideal future for us to be, especially as it relates to Como. And so last December, you know, as we sat there um, just pondering about what 2020 was going to hold for us, Christine and I committed to meeting one afternoon each month to sketch this out. We said, we're going to make this a priority and it's no longer just going to be words, but we are going to carve out time to really, you know, take action. And I've personally done vision boards in the past and um, it's just crazy how some of it manifests itself. And I thought this would be just a really, really fun way for us to, to kick off this little dream of ours. 
And I would, I would just add, you know, like many people going into 2020, how many of you had, had seen the idea of 2020 vision, you know, perfect vision. It's a new decade. It's a new year. You know, we wanted to go well beyond a new year's resolution and really set that vision, which anchors to our clarity value. That's right. So we met on the first Friday afternoon of the new year while we were still um, on winter holiday from work. And and uh, we met at the, the Panera, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was kind of central for us. And uh, we each created a vision board. And as I said, we each created our own version on this. And um, the way that we laid out our vision board is that it had several sections, you know, we each had a section around family and our goals and our vision for, for what that meant. Um, a segment on, you know, our financial goals. There was personal development, you know, what we wish to achieve in terms of health and, you know, all kinds of things. But we had this one section where it was common for both of us. Bottom right corner for me. That's right. And bottom left corner for me. <laughs> <laughs> Two sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, and the heading of that was the Como promise. Um, and underneath that, you know, we had some sub bullets and it was things like, um, launching our own company that helped other individuals and businesses alike with their transformation strategy and their execution. It was about our dream that each one of us has, um, around authoring a book that basically shares our life experiences and our journey. Um, we had something as specific as having our first hundred followers on social media and, and much, much more. So you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like the, the point of a vision board is to lay out your outcomes, your desired goals and That's outcomes, true. right? Uh, and then from there, you uh, tangentially create systems to achieve those results. And I love it. That's awesome. Uh, I've definitely tried to create vision boards in my past, but I think I got the wrong message. I don't think I was doing it right. I was just putting up pictures of things that I liked. Uh, I don't think that's what vision boards are, but I'm here to learn. That's right. That's right. And And for our listeners out there, um, we are going to, for those of you that are new to it, we're going to have some tips and tools on our website um, so we can walk you through that entire process. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And I was just going to say, you know, if you look at my vision board versus Sonal's, it looks different. It's got our own unique, one-of-a-kind uh, flavor on it. But uh, mine is actually hanging in my bathroom, and I look at it every single morning. Mm. That, same here. Yeah. That's a good place for it, you know. Yeah. Right there when you're starting your day. Yep. It's right there in your face. Yep. I love it. Um, so I have to ask about... You know, the before and after, the actual transformation, if you will. Uh, how does your life look now compared to uh, pre-vision board? Well, I'd say it looks pretty good. You're <laughs> here. here. <laughs> I mean, there are certain personal goals and dreams that um, I've achieved and others that I continue to work on. But the exciting part of of this adventure, of this trip, has been that many of our common goals and dreams that Christine and I had listed under the Como Promise have come to to fruition already. Faster Um, than we expected. Yeah. I gave you a few examples already, but 
one of them underneath our Como Promise was about launching this podcast, but we had targeted the year 2021. And lo and behold, we're actually doing it today, you know, in, in yeah. mid 2020. And, um, and who would have thought we would have somebody as talented as you on our team yeah. <laughs> to join us, but jackpot. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, so I would say that, uh, that it's looking pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, the project manager in me says we were one year ahead of schedule. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So you're telling me to start a vision board. I, we are telling you that. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm really excited to be here and I'm really excited that, you know, this transformation's happening and coming to fruition. It, it, it's really great when you can see puzzle pieces coming together like that. Um, you know, I forget who says it, but you know, a new a new identity requires new evidence, right? Mm. And it seems like you are on your way there. So I'm really proud of you guys. So, um, thank you, Jacob. You know, we're proud of you too. Uh, well, so, thank yeah. you. And you know, I'm very much a humble person. I will not take praise lightly. I will, <laughs> I will shun it off. <laughs> but I still appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Um, so. Let's, let's dive a little bit more into the Como Factor, mm -hmm. right? Because I still think there's a little bit we could unravel here. You know, the Como Factor, um, it's mysterious in a way, right? The word factor, I think, yeah. is the mysterious part. And so if this Como Factor is about personal and professional transformation, um, do you mind, uh, maybe starting with Christine, do you mind uh, telling us uh, about your most personal in challenging transformation? Sure, I would be happy to. In fact, I've had so many transformations in my life and, and uh, I actually intend to continue transforming my entire life until my last breath. But today, I'm gonna share with you two, I couldn't get it down to one, I tried, two key personal transformation stories. And the first one starts not too long ago, just when I was 17 years old. Um, I was a senior in high school and I decided, I was living in Texas at the time, I decided that I was going to move to New Zealand to go to university and to make that dream a reality, I actually worked two jobs for a year and I saved my money and I took out a student loan and I will mention I'm a huge Dave Ramsey fan and I know he wouldn't approve, but I will note for Dave that I did pay off my student loan within three years of graduation. Thank you. So I did all of that. I packed my bags and I moved halfway across the world alone at the age of 18. I really didn't know what I was getting into. Um, I thought, well, they speak English and they drive on the other side of the road. It can't really be that different, right? I got a huge life lesson. That was the year that I became an adult. I thought I was an adult, graduated high school, but that year when I lived in New Zealand, away from my family, very, very poor, was the year that I went through my first adult transformation. So I'm living in another country immersed in a culture. I really didn't understand what culture shock was. I really didn't. And I was going to university while carefully living. And it's kind of crazy to think back now, but I made $3,000 last for an entire 
year. I lived on that. I had a budget. I knew exactly what I could spend every single week. Um, I was really homesick. And it's a little bit embarrassing to say, but back in the day, there was no email. So if I wanted to be connected with my family and with my friends back home, it was either writing letters, writing postcards, and once a month, my parents would call. It would be a short call because phone calls, international phone calls were very, very expensive back then. And so, I mean, I just was, I felt very alone, but I grew and I learned to adapt and embrace another culture. And it took me time. And you wouldn't think it, but, you know, in New Zealand, they speak English. But when I went to these lectures, I couldn't understand what they were saying. And I had this little miniature recorder and I would take it and record my lectures and then go back and listen to them over and over and over again until I could actually understand what they were saying and then learn. So that Kiwi accent for a time was a real challenge for me. So culture shock was, was huge. Mm. But after coming out of that, what I learned as an 18-year-old was if I can do this, I can do anything. Wow, that sounds like a really powerful um, life experience and definitely something I, I wish everyone could uh, encounter. And maybe it looks different for everybody, but um, yep. thank you for sharing that. Um, I wanted to ask real quickly, do you, does any part of you miss writing letters and wishes maybe that would be a bit more prevalent I today? I think that is, a, that is an element of personal connection and, and personal communication that I feel like in some sense in this digital world we've lost. And I had, you know, again, back in the day, a whole bag full of letters and postcards from that season of my life. And, and yeah, I miss that. Hmm. So maybe down the road, I see us uh, writing some letters to some of our listeners, some of our uh, Facebook group members, things like that. I yeah. love that idea. I do too. Yeah. Um, you said you had another yeah, story? I've, I've yeah, got a, I've Go got another it. story. So that was kind of my early adult, my first adult really transformation. And then, you know, pivoting here, you know, those that know me well, my friends and family, you know that one of my superpowers is planning. I have to have a plan. And um, I had a plan for my whole life. I planned to go to university, get my degree, get a good job. And what do you do after that? You get married, then you have kids, and you live happily ever after. And I did those things. I even got married, and that's another story for another day, but I got married in this beautiful French chateau about an hour out of Paris, France. And you know what? When I was 33, I found myself a divorced single mother of a one-year-old baby girl, Sarah, and that season of my life was the most difficult to date that I've ever experienced. Having this dream, this plan of my life, and then looking at, I thought I did everything in the right order, and then my life was not what I had planned. And at that season, I was really overwhelmed. Um, I struggled and I worked to balance my career. I had a good career, but boy, was that difficult to balance that career while having, you know, a baby and, and, and everything that comes with that. And there was a ton of debt. And I could have felt sorry for myself. I could have even become broken, but I chose not to. Instead, I embraced and I, I took ownership for my life 
I grew a lot stronger in my faith and I gained better clarity of my personal and professional goals. And in the end, as I came out of that, I came out of that stronger. And I'm happy to say now, my, my ex-husband and I, we actually have a really good relationship. He is an amazing father to our daughter. And we found a way to prioritize our daughter and put her first. And we co-parent very well. Um, even today, he's trying to help me figure out how to make my Wi-Fi have better you know, service in the house so that Sarah can have better Wi-Fi access in her room. I mean, literally, we, we, we co-parent very, very well. So, you know, yes, I wish I could have given Sarah the gift of having her parents happily married. I mean, that would have been the ideal situation. That would have been my plan A, if you will. But what I've done is I've given her the second best thing, which is parents who affirm and support each other while loving her unconditionally. And so as, as I look at that, you know, my life transformed, you know, over a period of several years from being a single mother of one daughter. And I will tell you during that season, it was a very lonely time of my life. And I've gone from that to this beautiful, big, blended family with four daughters, one son, one son-in-law, one future son-in-law, and one, I'm not sure how I'd classify him yet, but he, he's, he's definitely got potential to join the big Strobush mm -hmm. clan. Yeah, no, thank you uh, first and foremost for just sharing your story uh, and being vulnerable to tell that. Um, we really appreciate that. And, um, you know, it does sound, uh, just knowing you, first mm -hmm. of all, uh, does, uh, I do have the evidence that you have come out uh, stronger and mm -hmm. uh, I do have the evidence that you are um, you are a wonderful person and full of so much inspiration. So thank you, Jacob. Uh, absolutely, um, Sonal. Let's uh, let's go to you. What is uh, what is Sonal's uh, most challenging personal transformation story? Wow! And here I get to follow her again. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, you know, there's uh, there's been a lot of experiences in my life that have really um, made an impact, but. Let me start with, with the very first one that I can really recall and um, look back and see how it's really kind of uh, pivoted me in so many ways. And um, for those of you that don't know, I was, uh, I was born in India and I spent the first 10 years of, of my life in India. And we moved to the States, you know, like I said, when we were 10. And um, my dad had actually came here like the year before with $40 in his pocket. And um, so we had humble beginnings, you know, when we first came here. But in India, you know, we were an average middle-class family. Both my parents had professional careers, um, you know, master's degrees. And coming here, um, my father had to start from, from ground zero because, you know, his law degree didn't transfer over as, as easily and he quickly wanted to, to get us set up. And when we first arrived, we went from, you know, a wonderful house, three stories in India, to a two-bedroom apartment with both my parents and my, my two siblings. And, um, you know, things changed, right? We didn't have anybody to help us clean, um, nobody to get dinner prep, you know, when mom came home, mom was out working herself. And it was quite an adjustment. 
you know, and me being the middle child that I am, um, you know, didn't quite grasp it <laughs> right away. I mean, it was very difficult going, um, you know, from a private school in India to now a public school. We ended up moving in like winter, you know, in Chicago for crying out loud. <laughs> and that's a massive change. It is right, uh, and uh, me learning how to how to put on like boots, which never had, never saw snow, you know. <laughs> uh, one day walking home because our apartment was so close to the school, and not having the foresight to put on the boots, had my cute little you know sandals. Um, but I think what I learned. Um, in those first initial months is that my parents you know sacrificed so much so much um, to really you know give us an opportunity at the end of the day because um, you know they could have said hey life is life is great here you know um, we work our, our day jobs nine to five you know things are good we worked really hard to create this environment for our children but they made all those sacrifices to, to bring us, you know, um, to this country to give us a better education and to give us a better life. And um, that's where I really learned the lesson that, you know, no dream is, is too big. And if you truly want to achieve it, you got to put the work in and you can attain it. And what's crazy is now, you know, both my siblings, um, you know, physicians in their own right, very successful. You look at, you know, the career that I've had. And all of that is just, it's, it's really humbling. And uh, I think it's really made a huge impact for me. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I can only imagine, um, you know, the story of kind of having your, your feet in two different worlds uh, when you're so young, you know? Uh, I can only imagine, so thank you. Um, I, I know that there's maybe another story you wanted to tell about because you mentioned it. Um, and if, if you're willing to share it, um, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, since we're all friends here you know, and family, Absolutely. why not? Um, so a couple of years ago, I, I was in a really, really bad accident. Um, it was a typical day, you know, where um, I went to drop off the kids early in the morning. Um, you know, did my routine, dropped them off, um, was commuting back to the house to do a quick change and, you know, grab my stuff before I went to the office. On my drive um, back, I was going through an intersection, you know, probably driving 45, 50 miles an hour, or whatever the speed limit was. And out of the blue, um, I got hit by a car. And it was pretty severe where I lost control um, and, uh, you know, hit a light pole. Uh, the entire car was totaled. Um, they had to take me away um, to the ER. Um, at the time, you know, I was there for a few hours. They did all the checks. Things came back. But as time progressed, um, you know, I was having a lot of pain. And eventually, um, with physical therapy and all that not working, I ended up um, having to go in and do some additional tests. Um, we did an MRI and, um, you know, they, they saw uh, some damage to my disc, but in that process, um, they also found cancer. And anyone that has heard the, the word, you know, cancer, it's, it's scary. It's scary as, uh, as, gosh, you know, the light's turning off. Yeah. And um, 
I went through a lot of emotions, you know, as a parent, like, you think about your kids, right, as a partner, like, you know, what's that other individual going to do? Um, but uh, luckily, you know, I was able to overcome it. But as I was going, you know, through that journey, um, I think in the transformation for me really was that, um, you know, I could have died in that accident, right? And then I could have died, like, depending on what stage my cancer was at. Uh, sitting in um, in the hospital, uh, you know, room uh, right before going into operation for my first surgery, um, you know, they asked if if I wanted the priest to come in and you know just have a quick chat with me, and I said sure, you know, and uh, as he was sitting here having this conversation with me, you know, there's so many thoughts that go in through your head, uh, but luckily, like I said, you know, I, I'm here today and I overcame it. But I think out of that that journey, the biggest thing for me is the realization that, you know, not too often do you get second chances at things, and especially at living, living your best, you know, life. Um, as I said, you know, I often think about what's the legacy that I want to leave for my children, for my family, you know, my friends. And um, I think because of that experience, um, I think it's almost like there's a new strength in me um, in the past, I tried to conform to what, you know, others around me always needed, you know, and if you remember earlier in the conversation, you asked which is the one um, of our guiding principles that I struggled with the most, and it, it is the one of a kind, because I'm a giver, as Christina is, I'm a, I'm a pleaser, I want, um, I want to make everyone, you know, happy around me, and sometimes it's, it's at a cost and a price of maybe not, you know, seeing my own vision come through. And so for me, um, you know, the biggest transformation there was really, you know, just leaving that fear and, and feeling free to really make sure that every moment, every day, that I'm truly living my best life and, and I'm doing it where I don't look back and don't have regrets. So I just have to jump in and tell you that I'm so proud of you. Thanks, you Christine. are You are not only a cancer survivor, you are, you know, you are an overcomer. Thank you, Christine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very wise and powerful words. And thank you again for both of you um, sharing those personal uh, vulnerable stories. Uh, that's what we're here for, right? I think so. Uh, I think um, let's maybe touch on the, the other half of the true transformation, right? Which is the professional aspect, right? Um, so, Christine, would you like to start? Um, maybe we yeah. could talk about, um, or maybe you could tell us about your most challenging uh, and powerful professional transformation yes. story. Uh, just before, before I do that though, you know, our, uh, at, at the Como Group, we view transformation in a holistic way. So there's the personal, there's the professional, and it's all integrated. So the whole thing, is about true transformation and sustainable results. So um, if I talk about the, the professional side, and again, there are so many stories. It's actually, you know, doing this podcast and needing to think about, you know, what's the one or two that I would tell? There's so many. But uh, I'm going to talk about uh, one that uh, started in late 2017. Um, I was hand-selected by the CEO of my previous company, to lead a rather short, it was supposed to be an eight-week uh, eight um, transformation initiative for the company. And that opportunity actually 
um, evolved into a significant role in early 2018 sorry, to set up and lead a global enterprise-wide transformation office for this company. And as I reflect back on my entire career, I can honestly say that 2018 was the most challenging year of my career. What did 2018 look like? I worked 70 to 80 hours every single week, and I probably slept about five hours a night maximum. I can't tell you how many times, and I have a, had a long commute into the office, how many times I would struggle with falling asleep on my drive into the office. Nevertheless, our transformation program delivered some incredible results, but it required this extreme personal sacrifice on my part. And what that looked like was missing out on time with my family, literally most days of the week. When I left in the morning, everyone was sleeping. And when I came home at night, everyone was already asleep. I had no time for my personal health and the stress was overwhelming. Everyone in the team had a certain amount, and I think stress, there's pot, there can be positive stress and pressure. You know, you've got, you know, this drive to succeed, but we all felt this. And, and so I knew I wasn't alone. And just one thing that, uh, that I wanted to share here that I implement, implemented to help with the stress that we had in the team was something that we called humor moments. So we would have these weekly leadership meetings, you know, a big readout of progress and all that. And I, I implemented this whole humor moment to kick off the meeting so that it would like diffuse everybody. Let's say something funny. We tried to keep it PG uh, for the most part. Um, and, you know, laughter and humor, those things are food for the soul. And this really resonated with the team. And I will say people still talk about this today. Would you agree, Sana? Absolutely. And I just remember like um, initially when when Christine like introduced, you know, this thing called humor moment. Just imagine like we'd always be around this boardroom table. Yeah. <laughs> All these leaders, right? And uh, it's like, how are we gonna turn things around? You know? And then we, we decided like, oh my god, the the pressure is just it's it's a lot. And we know we need to get things done, but I think the humor moment was the best one. It, it, it was so funny. So we had little small jokes like that to just kind of just take out the tension. We even, and we would rotate that, different people. Our friend Scott, uh, so this is a shout out to, to Mr. Scott V. Um, he even shared a picture of his daughter's 18th birthday party where apparently doing yoga with baby goats on your back is a thing. I had never heard of that before, but that was a humor moment um, one day, and so we were enlightened. Yeah, I think colloquially it's called goga. I don't know if that's Is it true. really? I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know, but it sounded good, Jacob. That sounds right. It sounds goga. like you know what you're talking about. I think so. Okay, you could be right. We're just gonna stick with it, okay? okay? Yeah. Goga. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, as I look back, and I don't wanna, you know, 2018 was, was a very challenging year, but an incredible year. During that time, I had the opportunity, and I was so grateful to be able to work with a wide array of, of senior leaders across many disciplines within the company and outside the company, and so I learned so much. And the fact is that we delivered amazing results for the company. And after that experience, you know, I basically 
I got to a point where I couldn't work any harder. Like it would be impossible to work harder. And you always hear work, work smarter, not harder. I was trying to do both and I had reached a point, there's no more working harder. I finally learned a lesson that I should have known years before. I have nothing more that I need to prove to anyone on this earth, nothing. And so during that Christmas break between 28 and 2018 and 2019, I was finally able to take some time off and trust me, I would count the days until my time off every, you know, count the days to the weekends, count the days to the time off. And I really made time to reflect on my life. And while the professional success was great, I recognized I had to get more balance in my life. I was completely out of balance. My children were growing up and I was missing their childhood. So going into 2019, I decided kind of sort of related to the vision board that my vision word for the year for 2019 will be balance. And I ingrained that word balance into my mindset, into everything I did for that year. And as I look at 2019 go, well, how did I do? I can honestly say I made some big strides in 2019 of improving the balance of my life. But guys, I have made massive strides on balance in 2020. And I can, I can attest to that. I yeah. mean, you know, you talk about like 50, 50 hour work week, 60 hour work week, 70. but 70 hour work weeks. I mean, it was just a whole different ball game and you know, you can't sustain that forever. Um, but on the one hand, you know, it, it's like, you can say how proud you are, right? Of, of somebody like Christine for being so passionate, but it takes a toll on you. And I am really, really proud of you um, for truly achieving that along the way. And uh, there is no leader um, that I know that can even come close to, to how you give it 110%. Thank you, Selma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, really uh, powerful stuff. And, you know, y'all's tagline is true transformation, sustainable results. And you're right, Sonal. Uh, you're right, Christine, that these 70, 80 hour week work weeks, um, though it might bring a certain kind of achievement or a certain kind of professional accomplishment, things like that. Um, what are the things that are, you know, you're missing out on? And like you mentioned, uh, these aren't sustainable results. Right. They might be good, they might be great, they might be really indicative of productivity, but I believe there's a bigger way to yeah. uh, define productivity and transformation and Agreed. sustainability. So um, thank you for sharing that. Um, Sonal, did you have uh, any professional challenging uh, story you wanted to say or share? Yeah. Oh, you I bet mean, she does. Oh, oh I'm going to say yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, she does. Um, where do I start? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've had a long um, career um, in uh, with one company, uh, you know, almost 20 years. Um, and early on, um, I started like any other, you know, executive um quality organization, then I did a rotation like to project management, product management, and eventually um, that led me to um, to roll, um, I guess, around transformation, my first transformation experience. 
And we had a new um, business leader that we had brought into the company at that point to really launch a services business. And at that time, you know, I was in a completely different field, but what took me to New Jersey for that business dinner was another role I played. And I had the pleasure of sitting next to, to this, this leader. And, you know, I was just curious, and I, I asked this guy, Ashok, which, by the way, we've got to bring him onto one of our, our episodes here on one of our podcasts. We are going to do that. Yes, we are. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had the pleasure of sitting next to Ashok and uh, get, get, got to learn a little bit more about what his vision was for the, the company. And he said, you know, he's got this process and technology thing down pretty pat. But he was really looking for somebody to, to join his team that kind of had the network, understood the culture, the people, um, that could really help because that was kind of the important factor in all of this. So I went back to my hotel room that night and I kind of, you know, mulled over it. And the next morning, I couldn't wait to call Ashok back. And I said, well, I might be interested in that role. And he said, good. I was hoping you were going to say that. And so, um, again, you know, the vision that, that he had was, was really large in scale. And, you know, we were, as a team, able to accomplish so much over the next couple of years um, around the business transformation that we were looking to drive. Um, and I think, you know, looking back um, since then, you know, within that same company, we probably went through four or five more of these. And Christine and I had one of those in, in common. Yeah, we met on a big uh, transformation program. That's right, we sure yeah. did. And, um, you know, as the transformations evolved, the teams got bigger. The company invested more and more resources, you know, monetary, people, teams, so on and so forth. But it was never like that first one. For whatever reason, you know, we would come close enough and then it would fall short where we wouldn't follow through and then couldn't end up, you know, achieving what it is that we want. And statistically, you know, 70% of all companies that try to undergo a transformation, they fail. Mm. And the big aha moment for me, you know, as I started reflecting on what, what is it, you know, like we're bigger, we got more money, we're, you know, investing a lot more in this, what, what's happening? At the end of the day, what I realized is that if, if the leadership, you know, if the sponsors of that transformation truly don't believe in it, Right, um, Christine could be the best, you know, program director ever, the be best program executive ever, um, and she could execute flawlessly. You know, I could be the best change leader ever and execute flawlessly. But at the end of the day, you know, if if the people that are sponsoring the change don't understand and don't buy into it, you're never going to have a true transformation. And so. That was a big aha moment, and I realized along the way, you know, that there are a lot of pirates, um, you know, in the organization. You got to watch out for them, and um, you really need to to come together, you know, as a team and believe in that end vision. Mm. I I totally agree. I do believe that one of the pressing issues of not only the business world but any industry or sector of uh, society is, you know, building strong foundations and really, really supportive, engaging, and uh, understanding leaders. You know, mm -hmm. strong leadership is what we're um, 
definitely wanting more of in this world. So, so far, all of this is really fascinating to me and uh, really interesting to ju just hear you guys. Um, I, I know you personally, and to hear you in this light is a really wonderful experience for me. Um, mm -hmm. I hear that you're working on a book. Uh, uh, is that correct? <laughs> you are correct. Whoa, 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 yes. whoa, whoa, whoa. Working yes. on a book. Okay, yes. that is quite a big feat, is it not? That uh, is... That's an under, that's, that might be the understatement of, the of 2020, <laughs> which says a lot. A lot, yeah. yeah. So, well, do you think you guys could give us really, really quick hints or anything about this book? Just because we're friends, I suppose, yes. we could, I suppose we might be able to do that. So some of you may have heard of a gentleman named Donald Miller. I, I am a big fan and, and follower of his uh, podcast and his Business Made Simple, that whole, uh, that whole space. Um, Donald Miller and his team have proven that storytelling is the most effective way to communicate and teach. And that's probably not a surprise to us. As such, what we've decided in the Como Group is we're actually, we're not, we're not doing one book. We're gonna be launching a series of books that inspire and teach about true transformation and sustainable results. And we're gonna do that through the art of fictional stories. So while the stories, the characters, and the companies are fictional, the lessons and the inspirations are absolutely true and absolutely real. So our first book, and um, we're being very accountable here, we're taking ownership, it is going to be published this year, sometime before year end. Um, our first book is set in 2020. During COVID, we've got this global pandemic, there's so much happening in the world in 2020. And this book includes inspirational and relevant themes about choosing freedom, choosing forgiveness over things like fear and frustration. Right. Well, it sounds really interesting. I'm intrigued and um, I'm glad that you're, you know, holding yourselves accountable and taking ownership for this project. And, Indeed. Uh, I think we're all excited to hear more. Um, so... I want to start to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we've been having a great conversation so mm -hmm. far, learning more about transformation, and this is just the start. This is just episode one. Exactly. We will most definitely have another round table of just the three of us one day, and sure. maybe I'll be on the other side of the microphone this time. No maybe about it. Oh, okay. No maybe about All it, All right, Jacob. it's a definite. All right, happy to do it. Um, so based on these transformations that each of you have gone through, whether it's you know, personal or professional or more of a intersectionality mm -hmm. of both. Uh, if you were to go back 20 years, this is a great question, I love this one. If you were to go back 20 years ago and imagine this, you could write a postcard to yourself 20 years ago, what would it say? All right, first of all, if I went back 20 years, I'd be in kindergarten or at least elementary school, right? Oh, Let's right. just all agree to that. You and sure. me both. Yeah, we both. Sure. We both. Because we're only a few months we're, apart. Yeah, exactly. Um, I honestly think that I would, I would write to myself and I would say, you are enough. Your value is not based upon what you can achieve. It's based on who and whose you are, and you do not have to prove yourself to anyone ever. 
And honestly, guys, if I had had this advice 20 years ago, I could have avoided a lot of pain and heartache because I spent many, many years trying to prove something to someone and I finally learned I have nothing more to prove. I am enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they say be the person you once needed, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Sonal, do you have anything on your postcard? Yeah, absolutely. I have a couple things. Um, the first is the word belief with capital letters. And, you know, growing up, my mom always um, said, whatever you put your mind to, you know, you can achieve. And um, when I look back at, you know, the personal and professional transformations that I've undergone, you know, there have been, there have been some challenging times, you know, um, where, again, you don't know if, if things are really going to change. And, um, you know, there's a great quote uh, that says, just when the caterpillar thought the world would never change, she transformed into, into a butterfly. And I think so long as you believe and um, uh, put in the work that it's, it's gonna happen. You know, you can achieve whatever you, you set your mind to. Um, so that's probably what I tell my younger self. Okay, I, so you know I love that quote. So tell us, how does it feel to be a butterfly, my lady? <laughs> it feels pretty damn good. <laughs> I've got my wings, you know? <laughs> awesome. Awesome, yeah. I love it. Um, well, I think that about wraps up today's session. Um, lovely episode, and thank you again for sharing your stories and your perspectives. Um, are there any last words for our listeners? I'm going to start first and just say, you know, this this business venture that we're on um, would not be possible without the support of the people around us. So first, I want to offer my gratitude and my thanks uh, to my husband, Brian. You know, without his support, I I wouldn't be able to do this. Uh, My parents instilled so many values in me in my childhood that uh, that are are becoming apparent in my uh, in my adult life as I continue to transform every single day. Um, I want to thank Sonal because being on this journey together, um, it hasn't been easy. But doing it together, we've, we've often said one plus one equals 11 with us. And we are living that. And lastly, the last person I would like to, uh, to thank is somebody that I haven't met, but it's somebody that I admire, which is Mr. Dave Ramsey. Um, I followed his program, Financial Peace University, and I am happily on baby steps four, five, and six. And if I were not, I would not be here today as a business owner. So I am very grateful for, uh, for Dave Ramsey and, and Ramsey Solutions. Yeah. We want to make gratitude um, a part of our podcast because we do have so much um, to be grateful for. And I'd say, you know, transformation is constant. Um, I'm always trying to, to learn, you know, from the people that I surround with. Um, life is a journey. Uh, but with gratitude in mind, um, you know, I think like the first and foremost are, are my children. Um, they're the ones that I want to inspire the most, you know, they're the ones that I want to model like the best behaviors for the best mindsets for, um, letting them know it's okay to be myself. Um, Marky, of course, my, my life partner, um, he is just, um, 
I mean, you talk about unconditional love. You know, this man gives it to me, and I'm very, very grateful for that. My parents, of course, uh, for all that they've done to, to support me. And then how could I forget my promise partner here, you know? Um, and never in a million years, you know, when our friendship started, uh, both professionally and personally, could I have ever imagined that, you know, we'd be sitting here today uh, recording this podcast. But, you know, it's just amazing how things come full circle. And we hope um, truly that we're able to inspire, you know, our listeners. We're able to share a little bit of our authentic selves and, um, you know, help guide others that are trying to seek, again, a holistic transformation in their lives. Awesome. Yeah, I believe I speak for everybody when I say this was a cathartic and also relatable uh, experience and conversation. So uh, I personally want to say thank you to all our listeners. Um, you know, please check us out on social media if you haven't already. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We will be plugging all those uh, social media accounts. Uh, and LinkedIn, mm -hmm. yes, of course. Uh, we'll be plugging in those accounts uh, and usernames and everything uh, in our description on our episode. And um, yeah, that is all. Episode one! Yay! Yay! We did it, team. <laughs> Thank you all.